Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and delve into the challenges and impact of each technology in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd learning experience. The SonarMed airway monitoring system should not be used as the sole basis for diagnosis or therapy and is intended only as an adjunct in patient assessment. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise cited. The speakers are responsible for all content and any necessary permissions. The speakers receive funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on unplanned extubation in the NICU. What does current research support regarding unplanned extubation? To help answer this question is Nikki Davidson, a master's level trained nurse who works at a level four NICU in a dual capacity role at the bedside and in quality assurance and process improvement. I know all of you know, um, but healthcare truly loves a good bundle. Uh, doc, this is an article written by Dr. Klugman in 2020. Uh, in which he led a multi-institutional national quality improvement intervention across 43 different hospitals. The research itself was led by Children's Hospital Solutions for Patient Safety, uh, in which they proposed to implement a unplanned extubation bundle uh, with the ultimate goal to reduce the absolute rate of unplanned extubations by 40% over a two-year period. All right, this bundle should look and sound pretty familiar. Um, the participating hospitals employed a standardized unplanned extubation prevention bundle, which included uh, multiple clinicians present for securing, repositioning, and manipulating ET tubes during high-risk procedures, such as imaging, invasive procedures, um, kangaroo care, um, repositioning, and mobilizations. Um, they also used standardized anatomic landmarks, um, meaning what is the ET tube marking denoted at the lip or the gums uh, to routinely assess location. Each unit uh, was also allowed to choose their own standardized securement method, i.e. adhesive or securement technologies, um, because preferences often differ uh, between the use and type of tape versus securement devices. This is especially true when assessing skin integrity issues in premature neonates. Lastly, each unit performed an apparent cause analysis to identify areas for improvement after an unplanned extubation occurred. I am actually a huge fan of this. Um, personally, I'm very data-driven and I believe every unit should try and get a better grasp of the causes of their unplanned extubations and learn where they're struggling so that they can be better prepared to launch specialized interventions or focused education to better address the challenges. Another day, another PDSA cycle, I'm all about it. All right, let's see how they did. This is a run chart depicting the unplanned extubation rates for the infants in this study. Um, their analysis showed that implementation of their standardized unplanned extubation prevention bundle contributed significantly to unplanned extubation reduction. Um, for us, this is evidence that unplanned extubation prevention bundles are effective. Let me orient you briefly to this run chart. So the timeline runs across the x-axis from left to right. 
those navy blue dots are gonna be our unplanned extubation monthly rates. Uh, the light blue trend line denotes a sustained decrease in unplanned extubation rates. Um, you can see that drop in the fall of 2016. And it looks like it dropped from an unplanned extubation rate of about 1.6 to approximately 1.3 unplanned extubations per 100 vent days. And while they were able to achieve almost an 18% reduction in NICU unplanned extubation events, they were still ultimately unable to sustain an unplanned extubation rate of less than one unplanned extubation per 100 vent days, um, as depicted by the red line I've added to denote this benchmark. So you can see there are a couple data points um, that are below that benchmark um, in late summer and fall of 2018. Um, ultimately, the trend line, that light blue line, never uh, is able to drop, um, so they weren't able to really sustain those um, lower rates. And effectively, the uh, improvement cycle uh, plateaus. So despite not having achieved uh, his goal of less than one unplanned extubation per 100 vent days in the NICU, Dr. Klugman reiterated that eliminating unplanned extubations and the harm associated with these events remains achievable. Uh, he states that all ICUs should strive for rates at or near zero unplanned extubations per 100 ventilator days. Can you imagine the NICU environment free from unplanned extubations? It truly would be groundbreaking. Here's a, another article I found interesting. This is a uh, recent article by Dr. Morris in 2020. She focuses on ET tube tip positioning as an independent risk factor for unplanned excavations. So she notes that despite implementation of bundles um, across multiple units, the unplanned excavation rates tend to plateau uh, at a rate greater than zero after an initial decline, which if you remember is exactly what we saw with Dr. Klugman's research across those 43 different centers. So Dr. Morris concludes, Based on this information, there must be some other contributory factor to unplanned extubations that's not being accounted for in the current prevention bundles. So um, let's take a look at what those unaccounted for elements may be. In an effort to reduce unplanned extubations, Dr. Morris's level four NICU standardized the securement of ET tubes um, and implemented a multi-provider approach to all patient moves and ET tube adjustments. This should sound pretty familiar um, as a fairly common prevention bundle. Uh, their team did see a decrease and subsequent plateau in rates of unplanned extubation. So just like Dr. Klugman, she effectively confirmed the phenomenon observed in his study. However, she noted that a report from Primary Children's Hospital indicated its NICU uh, team was frequently intubating at deeper depths than x-rays taken prior to extubation. And we know infants can you know, outgrow their ET tubes and those need to be adjusted over time. Um, she hypothesized that ET tube tip location is somehow associated with unplanned extubations. So armed with this new hypothesis, Dr. Morris's team performed an internal retrospective review and discovered that the odds of an unplanned extubation were 2.9 times higher when the patient's ET tube was at the level of T1 or above. 
When the study team confirmed that the high position of ET tube tip on chest radiograph was in fact a significant risk factor for unplanned excavations, they enacted an intervention to actively advance ET tube tip below T1. By prophylactically advancing this high ET tube uh, tip, um, they, were, they led to a statistically significant decrease in their unit's unplanned extubation rate. Um, and for those of you with the same question I had when I um, read her research, the answer is no. Uh, she did not order an increased frequency of x-rays to verify the locations um, unless clinically indicated. Uh, by further focusing on and creating enhanced awareness of the ET tube tip, she was able to decrease rates of unplanned extubation in her unit from 1.23 to 0.91. She broke through the plateau and she was able to achieve the benchmark goal of less than one per 100. So for Dr. Morris, managing the ET tube tip depth was the unaccounted for element to unplanned extubation prevention. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series, wherever you find your podcasts. This is the Medtronic MedEd learning experience. Thank you for listening.